0: God is real, and He loves to talk to us. And interesting, He's been talking to me through the whole COVID thing about something called the Aaronic blessing. And as I've been studying this, I've gone to some Hebrew scholars to get into the, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. I don't know if y'all knew that, but I've been doing some Hebrew scholars, and I found amazing things in the words of this passage in Numbers six twenty-two to twenty-seven. One of them is Warren Marcus. Warren Marcus is one of the producers of Superbook. And he also produced, um, he produced, um, what the other one? Oh yeah, he produced um, It's Supernatural. And he does that. And so he's, he's very much uh, a well-known media person, but he's also a great scholar of the Hebrew word and he's Jewish. And that, that really gained some insights. And another one was Rabbi Snyder. I found this book. You remember Rabbi Snyder? Yeah. I found this book by Rabbi Snyder, though, that I didn't know it was by him. I found this book. The title intrigued me, so I got it, and I started reading it. I, oh, this is Rabbi Snyder. He spoke in our church, oh, a long time ago. It was quite an experience, as you can see from Katie laughing. We, we danced, the, the Jewish dances, and he had flags and all kinds of things. But partway through his first sermon, he told this lady to take her fussy baby out. Ooh, at Antioch, you don't do that, ended his ministry. And then that night, he did the same thing again. And then he preached two great sermons. We only wanted one, but he preached two very long sermons. But I found this guy on, the, on Facebook. He has changed a lot, and he is very deep now and very, very interesting. And um, I found some things on the ironic Blessing by him, too. And th- there's great benefit, though, in being able to go through these Jewish scholars and dig into what these words mean. And so I want us this morning to learn and master the power of, the bl- of blessing. There's power in just God bless you and the power of blessing, but specifically the ironic blessing. In this passage, though, we're going to look at, I'll read it in a minute, the word Lord is capitalized, L-O-R-D. And when you see that, it means that the meaning, the root is the Hebrew word Yahweh. And so to impress you, that's just what it means. It means I am. And it's God's name of Intimacy. The the word Lord is God's name of intimacy. And it's a beautiful name. Look at Exodus 6, verse 3. God speaking to Moses. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to him, to them. He's saying, I'm going to do a new thing. Up until now, I've been known as God Almighty. But now I'm going to be known as the Lord. I'm going to do a deeper revelation of who I am. I'm going to show you the the name of intimacy, the I am. I am that I am. And as you go through the scriptures, you'll find that Yahweh, I am, becomes better known in the New Testament as father. Father. And friend, You know, in the song Carrie Jobe sings about this, man, if you've never, go on YouTube, if you use YouTube, type in the blessing and listen to that song. They're going to sing it in the the worship, after the sermon. Wow, that song is so powerful. But when she introduced the song, she said, this blessing is the Father's heart for you. And see, I thought about when I was going to preach Sunday, and Brian asked me to preach here. I thought, well, I'd like to preach on the Father heart of God, but the blessing has been so powerful to me. And I realized they're both in this passage. The Father heart of God is here. Abba Father, let me read it for you. Numbers 6, 22 to 27. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron his son and his sons. Aaron was the high priest, the spiritual leader of Israel. This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on Israelites and I will bless them. You know, as I was studying this prayer, and I've been saying this for months, I, I realized something that one of the scholars, I forget which one, said, this is the only prayer that God wrote directly. This is the inerrant inspired word of God. And there are many prayers in the Bible the Holy Spirit gave to Paul and all the rest, you know, Nehemiah and Daniel. But in this prayer, God actually directly wrote the prayer. There's power in that. In the wilderness, Moses was told to give Aaron this prayer to pray over the people. A lot of scholars believe they prayed it every day. And in praying this blessing, if you look at the 40 years they wandered in the wilderness, you could walk it in 13 days, but the Jewish people took 40 years to get there because of some other issues. But you'll, you'll see that they never, their shoes never wore out. They got their provision every day. They had manna and how God watched over them. And I, and I believe that it's correct that every morning, the priest would prepare himself and then pronounce this blessing over them. Let me, um, let me just say the main point. I want us to understand the ironic blessing so we can receive and release its the supernatural power its supernatural power into our lives families and the church let me say that again I want us to understand the ironic blessing so we can receive and release its supernatural power into our lives, families, and the church. We're gonna take apart the six pieces, but when we look at them, I'm gonna look at it from a little different point of view. It's the Lord bless you, but I wanna talk about it from the point of view of the Lord bless me. And it also applies to the Lord bless you and the Lord bless your family, and bless your spouse and all that. But there's something about that, and we'll talk again. First point, bless me. Now this is one, when I was studying this, the father Kneels before you. Well, I had a problem with that. God the Father is going to kneel down before me. And I thought, wow. You know, I thought about that. God kneeling down before me. Wow. What does that mean? And in Matthew, I came to Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28, and 30. This was my own meditation. It came to this. This is what the Hebrew word means. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God is humble. I've been, I've been, (laughs) that concept is still echoing around in my brain. And I'm still trying to get a hold of that. Almighty God, I've been reading through the Bible during the COVID thing. And I've been reading in the minor prophets. The holy, just God who's pouring his wrath out on nations is also humble towards his people. Wow, that is so amazing. Jesus revealed the Father to us. So as we look at Jesus, humble, gentle, we see the Father towards his people. And that's a beautiful thought. Jesus, the friend, is just saying, let's walk together in that passage. Isn't that beautiful? Through all the junk and garbage of this most amazing, unbelievable, incredible year, Jesus just says, hey, come walk with me, and that's the Father's heart. And then I, he took me to Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Yeah, there's a humility in God. Now, God is multifaceted and multidimensional, but he's there. It's the Father holding his arms out and inviting us into a hung, No social distancing in heavening. He's making himself available to us. Wow. That's it. It's not kneeling like you would do to a king or out of respect. And <laughs> Forget the whole kneeling thing in NFL and all that. This is the father kneeling down and holding his arms out to you. And we respond by, by, by surrender to his love. Isn't that beautiful? And when you say, God bless you, using the Hebrew word, it means all of that. Then he gives us gifts. And let me tie it together. I've really been saying this, but let me tie it together. It's like a father goes on a trip, vacation, business trip, and he comes home, and he's got toddlers. And he, he kneels down when he comes home and stretches his arms out, and the toddlers run into his arms and surrender to his love, and they have a time there. And then he said, hey, kids, it was a great trip. I've got some gifts to bring you. That is all contained in that Hebrew word. It's wonderful there. But let me go to 1 Chronicles 4.10. This is another passage. This is the American Standard Version. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, saying, oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed. It's okay to say, God bless me. And it's important to say, God bless your spouse. God bless your kids. God bless your grandkids. God bless your pastors. God bless all of us. That's important. But you can say, and do you see what Jabez says? Bless me indeed. And that's not prosperity gospel or anything like that. It is just saying, Lord, you've got a lot of gifts for me and blessings and and provisions. Bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. It's there. It's it's all in that Hebrew word. And I I again say that this was coming from Warren Marcus and the others, Rabbi Snyder. It's okay, though, to say the Lord bless me. And so to paraphrase it, come into my arms of love and joy intimacy with me. I have gifts for you. When you say, God bless your kids, God bless me, Father just says, oh, come into my arms. I have gifts for you. I want intimacy with you. Second thing is keep me. This is watch over and protect me. We pray this for our grandkids. Surely we'll remember to pray this a lot. Build a hedge of protection around our kids and grandkids. Man, in the schools today, you need that. You need that. It's shepherd me. Shepherd my kids. Shepherd my family. Keep me. It's father taking care of his kids. And again, Jesus revealed the father to us. And it's Jesus revealing the father to us as a father taking care of his kids the way a shepherd would take care of his sheep. And he's saying that there. And he was saying Jesus the good shepherd. He has two tools. The shepherd usually used primarily was a crook. A shepherd's crook, the, the question mark shaped thing. Well, he would use that. When a sheep would get a little too far from the flock and get over near the cliff, the shepherd just reach out his big crook and pull him back in. He does that with us. If we start to stray, he'll bring circumstances in our life to bring us back. And the rod, those shepherds were fearless. They had like a baseball bat, sometimes with a spike on the end, and a bear would come to try to eat the sheep. Well, those shepherds would take that bear on with a baseball bat, and that's not a good fight for you. You've got a little disadvantage there in a baseball bat against a shepherd. But anyway, it's there. The Lord, keep me. Shepherd me, Lord. Shepherd my kids. Shepherd my family. Be a good father, godly father to them. And then third, make his face to shine upon you. This is revelation, and this is in the secret place. That's one of the lessons God has taken me back to in all this time I've had with COVID. There's a great book, actually. um, Randy Og, Jenny's brother, and uh, Letha's son gave me this book, Secrets of the Secret Place. Been there, but it's the secrets of the secret place. As you're alone with God in the secret place, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Show me what you're like. We have a lot of false ideas of God, Like humble, a godly, a father, humble place. And then in life, answers to prayer. And as you see circumstances taking place in your life and the events, they all reveal who he is. It's there and in the shut door. Put your life in order is also part of it. The word, he uses the word to put your life in order. So it's, oh, I got ahead of myself. (laughs) Staff to put you back, shepherd me, Lord. And then I I skipped out. I'm having trouble because this is the first time I've ever preached with bifocals. And I've gotten old this year. Bifocals, hearing aid, dentures. Anyway, let me go back. Shepherd me, Lord. <laughs> I got drifted down there. Shepherd me. You a staff to pull you back. Revelation in the secret place, though. Matthew 6. Life is answers to prayer, reveals yourself. Put your life in order. I was in the right spot. I'm old too. Put your life in order. And it's the father kind of guides his kids, gives them guidance and wisdom and direction and instruction and helps them to keep their life in order. That's the idea of this too. Put your life in order. The father says, let me show you who I am and make order out of your chaos, inner and outer. And then be gracious to me. Grace is giving us what we do not deserve. Lord, lavish your grace on me. The ability to do Yahweh, Father God's will. The ability to deal with hard times. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 and 9. Three times I pleaded with the Lord, take it away from me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Yahweh, Father God says... Sometimes in our crises and trials and the chaos of a year, I mean, the COVID epidemic, the recession, the riots, the fires in California and the hurricanes, you know, I'm not going to take that away. It's my will, but take my hand, reach up and just take the father's hand and walk through this with, I'll walk through this with you. Yahweh says it's there, but it's also Yahweh, father God changing us into what he wants us to be first Corinthians 15 10 but by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace to me was not without effect no I worked harder than all of them yet not I but the grace of God that was with me Yahweh father God changes us into what he wants to, this to be by grace and so again you're saying give me grace grace father Give me your grace. Yahweh wants to change us into what he was, and then grace motivates us and empowers us to serve. Yahweh, Father God, lavish your grace on me. Ravish your grace on my kids, my wife, my husband, my family, my my relatives, my, my church, my pastors. Lavish your grace, and then turn your face towards me. It's the favored position of a child, and this is one of the things I'm still working on understanding. We are children in God's favor blessed by God's favor you got to realize that And God's favor is there and it's the position of a firstborn son now a lot of people say well there was prejudice in those days because there was a special place given to the firstborn son no what it was in those days the firstborn son was the social security system your oldest child son's job was to take care of their parents in the old age And Because there was no financial things. And as they got too old to work and got sick and aging, the oldest son job was there. That's why if you didn't have any sons, you had no retirement plan. Your retirement plan was your children and your sons especially watching over you and taking care of you. All right. Someone asked me for help versus like... Isabel or Shirley asked me for help. I'm probably going to do that very easily. Um, My grandkids said, let's go to Hoppen Friday. They had the day off, and Shirley was at the hospital with her dad. He had vertigo, and we didn't know at the time. And so I took him to Hoppen, you know. They're likely to get that. If some strange kid walks up to me on the street and says, would you take me to Hoppin? Probably not going to happen. But anyway, and it's just the same thing. We're in favored position with Yahweh, Father God. Favor means status of being approved. By the way, I I got this from... um, Dictionary.com, I've been learning to just look up the words in the Bible in the dictionary, especially dictionary.com, Webster's is another good one, because the authors of the NIV chose this word to represent the Hebrew word. So favor means someone asked for help, children, family, oh wait, got it, status, someone being, let me start again, my my, my bifocals messed me up again. Favor means status of being approved or held in regard something done for you out of goodwill because you are his kid. Wow. Yahweh, let me experience your favor as a child of of yours, and then give me peace. Bring me into the status of peace for the believer, inner peace, tranquility, serenity. Wow. And it also means completeness. Shalom. You hear that word a lot. When you pronounce this by faith over someone, over yourself, you are releasing all of that into the life of the person you are blessing. Now on your sheet, on the back, I gave you this thing. Adam kindly typed it into the computer and and Kelly put it on your chairs. This is the, um, oh wait, I forgot my iFocals again. Oh wait a minute, let me go back a minute. I will bless them. When you pronounce this blessing, you release all that I've just said into the life of the person you're blessing And you also will indeed receive the promise of God, I will bless you. The promise is there. All that I've just talked about can be released into your family, and he promises to do it. You do it under the anointing of the Spirit, by faith, and you do it. And then I want to use the Hebrew-English translation, and I had a Bruce version. And I gave you this so you can summarize what this all is, because there's more to this. I'm not even giving you everything there is to this blessing. But let me read it for you. May Yahweh, Father God, kneel before you, making himself available to you as your heavenly Father, so He can grant you gifts and promises. May Yahweh, your heavenly Father, guard you with a hedge of thorny protection that will prevent Satan and your enemies from harming your body, soul, mind and spirit and your loved ones. May Yahweh, your Father God, may Yahweh, your heavenly Father illuminate the wholeness of his being towards you, continually, continually ordering that you may, putting in order, I think I left a word out. I typed this myself, but that's why I had a secretary when I was here. Order that you may fulfill your God-given destiny. Then I added this one on the one on grace. May Yahweh, your heavenly father, lavish his grace on you so that you can live for him, stand strong in trials and serve him in supernatural power. May Yahweh, your heavenly father, bring everything he has to your aid, that's favor, supporting you with his embrace and all that he is. May Yahweh, your heavenly father, set in place all you need to be whole and complete so that you can walk in victory moment by moment by the Spirit. May he give you supernatural peace, health, soundness, tranquility, fullness, rest, and harmony, as well as the abundance of ad, uh, the absence of agitation and discord. All of that, I gave you that so you can take this home with you and you can read it and study it and go over it and uh, come to understand what this means and then begin to pronounce it. And actually, if you look at the New Testament, there are many blessings and sometimes it's just grace be to you, grace to you. And when you say grace, you're sort of summarizing all of this to them and you can bless people with it. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's supernatural. It's something you can use. It's a tool you can use to bless your family and to bring the supernatural power of God into your family. I'm going to pronounce it over you now. And the Old Testament priests would do this. This is, I can't do this because of my arthritic fingers. But they would make the letter Shin, which is the first letter of God Almighty. They would put up the letter Shin and they would pronounce it over you. Did you ever, you ever watch Star Trek? Some of you older people may know. Pro, Spock was Jewish. And he used to say live long and prosper. And he put his fingers up like that. He was blessing people with that. Through that show. But both fingers up and bless. So just close your eyes. Focus on Jesus Christ. You know what it means. I'm just going to pronounce the words of this blessing be God. The Lord bless you. And keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I'm blessing you right now. The Father is saying that to you. Father is saying, I'm blessing you with this now. Receive. Receive. I like the way Pastor John opened, though. Is there something that blocks his blessing? Maybe it's who do you need to forgive for what? Or maybe there's a sin you need to let go of. Release it now. Forgive me, Father, from anger, whatever it is, lust, gluttony. Forgive me. Receive the blessing. Receive. Just keep receiving praise team if you'd come just keep receiving just keep receiving bless me lord bless me just pray that bless me lord Bless me indeed. Amen. We're going to sing a couple songs right now, but your homework for this week is to read that sheet and begin to pronounce it. And even if you just say, bless Isabel, bless Shirley, bless Mandy, bless Carrie, bless Kelly, my kids' names, just pray that. And next week is Testimony Week. And when Pastor Brian says, what do you have to share? He could also say, what was your blessing this week? How did God bless you this week? But if you've got something you need to lay before the Lord, the altar's here. There's people that'll pray with you. We'd be glad to do that. So let's worship and just focus on Jesus. And we're going to worship for a while. So just focus on Jesus and experience the worship.